TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well for the 410th week running. Marcus Pierce here with you. As always, I'm with my brother from another mother. I haven't seen him in 355 days, 21 hours and 16 minutes. I get to see him in a week. He is the country's premier wellness expert. I speak of none other than the great Dr. Damien John Christoph. DJK, how are you, legend? Great, MP. I'm so good. So happy. It's... uh feels like the year's only day, and um, everyone's kind of back at work, and oh, I feel good. I feel good. I'm feeling relaxed. How are you feeling, mate? How's everything going up there in Queensland? I, I'm great. I, I still don't live in Queensland, Queensland as much Farmer. as everyone thinks uh, I live in I Queensland. Know, I don't know uh... why I said that. I know exactly where you live. But I think because you have such beautiful weather up there, and you always have that fan spinning across your head. Oh, so hot. Um, and, and you say it's so hot. So often, I just figure, well, 45 minutes from the border, you must be in Queensland, really. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty much. I bet you'd rather be there in Queensland. I have, and when as you're talking, I have, uh, was it, was it the, was it, uh, the carpenters or someone going, we've only just begun. I feel, I feel like this is a really nice sense of calm and new beginnings. Uh, yeah. For those of you that know, uh, I'm a little obsessed with the moon uh, in Ikaria. They farm by the moon. They live by the moon. <laughs> you are. People have babies by the moon. But, you were um, once upon a time. There is a new moon uh, on the horizon in a day or two, and I can feel oh. that intensity, Refresh. that energy, that freshness, that yeah. let's yeah. get into the year. And that's I, why it's windy. That's why it's windy, yeah, yeah. And, mm. and very, very hot, although you've gone from very hot to very cold. But I think it's um, well, it's, it's nice really, today. It's, it's it's good. You've got you've got three seasons in three days. Um, mm. There is oh. a lot of um, on the back of, and we won't get political about this. Whether you call it Australia Day, Invasion Day, or another day, no, uh, that's not talking about. That's today. not what we're talking about today. Um, but what I think I'm sensing uh, in a, in amongst this time is, I think, and people might not feel comfortable saying it. I think there's a, there's a lot of enthusiasm amongst Australians. Um, who are enjoying the fact that they will be travelling around Australia on their holidays over the course of this year. I think for many of us, we're resigned to the fact that we won't be travelling overseas this year. Having said that, if uh, Greece opens their doors to Australians and Australian open their doors for us to go, I'm, I'm going there in five seconds flat and I'm going to go say hi to Thea, who I spoke to yep. on the phone for about half an hour the other day and they're, yes. they're, they're living their life. But um, but but international aside, I think we are loving. Uh, I'm talking to people on the street, you know, where you're going, what are you doing this year, and people are like, oh, I'm going to Lord Howe Island, or I'm going to Ayers Rock, or I can't wait to visit my family in Adelaide, or I'm going over to Perth, I haven't been there for 20 years to see a mate, I haven't seen forever, he was my best man at the wedding. And the airline industry calls it, uh, is it F and R, or friends and relatives. There's a, there's a word for the... There's a word for the 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 in or the, the part of the travelling community that go to visit friends and family and relatives. It's called FNR or FVR or something. And domestic airlines are wrapped. They're excited because this pent up travel uh, demand that we all have is can only manifest itself on our own um, in our own country to the point where 
There's a third airline, uh, which is already established airline in regionals, but but Regional Express or Rex, as uh, pasted on the aeroplane, is going to come in and uh, fight the turf war with uh, Qantas and Virgin, essentially make hay whilst the sun shines, because wow. we can't we can't go anywhere except for wow. within our country. And I, I want to uh, just ask you because you've lived a very different 2020 to what I have. Um, but if Martini was on this uh, podcast and he'd be calling it uh, St. COVID rather than uh, COVID-19, do you think that the other side of the coin, the side of the coin, you know, far less spoken about is the the opportunity that, that we all have to experience more of our own country by way of visiting family and friends, more traveling to places? But do you see that like with a level of enthusiasm that maybe we didn't think we would? Hmm. That's, that's such a great question. I am incredibly enthusiastic about seeing parts of Australia that I haven't seen before. And like, it, it seems crazy. People won't believe this, but I've never been to Noosa. Like, never been to Noosa. Um, I've been to you know the Sunshine Coast, but never been to Noosa. And I can't wait. So we've booked our holiday to Noosa. Um, when do you and, go? Um, well, it's actually not going to be this year. It's not till January next year. But I'm still, I still can't wait to go. But you're looking forward. To, that's the whole point. That's exactly I still my can't point. Wait to go. Yeah. And but the other day, so um, like I called some friends of mine yesterday uh, in Sydney, and they used to ha- they used to have a website called like they had the URL IHateSydney.com, and they're based in Melbourne. And now they reckon they're going to get the website IHateMelbourne.com because they are so in love with Sydney because of what. Um, you know, New South Wales and Sydney has to offer and, of course, the weather we have here and the premier we've got here and all that sort of stuff. Like, they just <laughs> absolutely love Sydney over Melbourne and, and I think I might subscribe to that website. But I, I, I love Melbourne and when it, the sun shines like it is today, I think that we live in a beautiful place with great coffee and all that sort of stuff, you know. But I am also so incredibly excited about travelling around not only Victoria – um, heading down to Torquay on the weekend, um, being down to Phillip Island more often than we, we, we have in the last, you know, probably five or six years. Um, we, we've been down to Red Hill and Main Ridge and we're doing all these little day trips. I'm looking forward to the Arrow Valley. I'm heading down to Tasmania in a couple of weeks' time to play golf. So there's all this sort of domestic travel that's actually taking place as a result of not being able to travel. And, yes, we have incredibly itchy bums right now, Amber and I, because we love traveling and we can't. We haven't been able to travel. There's been no Greece. Somebody came into the practice the other day and she said, Damon, how you going with all this travel? I said, I want to be Greek. And she goes, she goes, well, have you? Well, have you? And I said, I just want to be Greek. So I started rattling off all the words I know in Greece, Greek, which is six words, and I, um, including towns. And I, um, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to be there. I was feeling not only nostalgic but very patriotic. I wanted to be Greek. I love being Melbourne, Victorian, um, except for when we've got a Muppet on. The news. <laughs> Don't go um, political. Don't go political. And um, but before, when I said, uh, you know, how how is it in Queensland? I was expecting that maybe you might suggest that you would prefer to be in Queensland rather than New South Wales from a patriotism perspective. But then I figured, well, why would you? When you you know, when everything's so good in New South Wales, you got like the top end of New South Wales. Which is unbelievably great. Like, well, this brings me down to this is brings me down to what you just said about Greek and uh, village um, village patriotism. So let's take the country out of it. When we go to Ikaria, 
yeah. Ikaria often Ikarians, the locals, uh, will often talk about they are very patriotic towards Ikaria to the Ikeria. point where they don't really see themselves as Greek. And I'm just going to close my door, but I can yeah, still I'll, hear I'll keep talking whilst you do that. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. So yesterday, which was Australia Day, uh, in in uh, just to give you some context of when we're recording this. Um, we went to Brunswick Heads for the day. It was high tide in the morning, took the sup down, swam on the river, uh, jumped off the bridge, did all kinds of fun activities. And I just had one of those come-to-Jesus moments like, you know, this is the best town in Australia, bar none. I love where I live. I, You know, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. And I just feel like that because we haven't really been able to go anywhere else, particularly international, which I feel like a lot of people, particularly those that love international travel, will always see the grass is always greener, you know, in Europe or Asia or wherever else you think is a beautiful place. Um, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to think that the, the 12 months or however long it's been since we haven't been able to travel overseas particularly has, has allowed us the opportunity to, one, um, assess and identify if we love where we live and, two, if we do love where we live, allow, allow ourselves to really feel that even more, to feel that love of where we live. So um, I'm really beginning to kind of own, and I think the turning point for me, Damo, was an interview we did with our dear friend Shona um, last year. That honestly was a massive turning point for my perception of how to live my own life in this new world and and how other people view uh, their plans for the future. Um, But I, I do think that this time has allowed us to really assess um, and and put a value on the importance of, of loving where you live. I agree. I agree. And But you know me. Like, I'm incredibly uh, proud of where I am, where I live, always have. Like, even to the extent that I'm patriotic and proud of my house or my home, even if I rent it, you know. So now, that, now I own it. But, you know, previously, I'd be out gardening and setting up all kinds of different things because I'm very proud of where I am and I'm proud of, you know, wherever I I place the peg in the ground like if i'm if i'm playing golf at a club i'm proud of my club I'm, I'm i think it's the best golf course and um if i'm going to i don't know if, if, i'm patriotic yeah. to richmond i'm patriotic to the mcg like most of the things that i do i'm patriotic to my family so i'm i'm, I'm very proud of all of those sorts of things and, and i uh, i defend them you know so um, and I find the good in them. I find the good in all of that sort of stuff. And I think it's great they're all finding the good in Australia as well. Like it's a great, what a beautiful place. And often people say we've got kind of everything that everyone else has got around the world. So you look at Tasmania, it looks like New Zealand or Scandinavia. Then you, you mm. kind of go up in, you know, up into uh, New South Wales, um, and you've got all this, you know, beautiful countryside and forest. You go to Queensland, you got the, you know, the, you know the tropics and you've got, you've got all, you know, the Eastern seaboard is incredible. Then you go across to another part of the country that wants to be another country, you go to Western Australia um, and you've got all that beautiful, you know, ocean and just wide open space. And it's just incredible. We've got Adelaide with the churches and in the, the middle part of Australia and, you know, Northern Territory, you've got Central Australia, you've got Uluru, you've got the Kimberleys, you've got all this unbelievable stuff here in Australia that we can actually all get to. And no wonder we love Australia so much. So and it's safe. And it's safe. Shot at. Yeah. So I wonder whether, uh, again, people that are watching or listening to this that that don't love where they live, if ah. if they've if this nine or twelve months has has um, you know be, been or created the opportunity to actually 
make change because the internal migration happening within Australia is phenomenal. The number of people oh. that are moving from anywhere to anywhere um, yes. at the beginning, it seemed to be very much COVID related. Like, well, that's a COVID safe haven. So I'll move to Byron or I'll go to Queensland or I'll go here or I'll go there. But I also feel as if that that shift has been as a result of people going, you know what? This is just another sign, the straw that breaks the camel's back, you know, the final chapter of enough is enough, we need a change. Mm, and mm. it's all almost created that opportunity, all that, um, yeah, that you know, it's like for people that were safe and comfortable, the last 12 months has given people rise to go, no, you know, time to make a courageous shift, let's do it. And I think that's I been I a good thing. Yeah, it's been a great thing. Um, it's been disastrous for my practice, I have to tell you. No, that hasn't been disastrous. But there's been people that have been in my practice and we've and we love them to bits. And then because of the situation that's been in Melbourne, people have gone, you know what? I actually don't have to stick around here. I don't have to be here. Like mm. I used to love Melbourne and I was rooted in Melbourne and so I'm going to stay here forever. Um, but they've gone, you know what? I don't have to be in Melbourne. I, I don't have to put up with the four seasons in one day. I don't have to put up with the stuff that I'm putting up with. I'm going to go where I want to go. And so, you know, I, I look at Julie Hill here who's on online at the moment watching with us and, you know, joining in with this. And she got up and moved. And there's a whole bunch of other people that I know from my practice that have got up and moved. And uh, and, and I celebrate that. I think that's courageous. I think it's great. Um, I, I think it's bold. And, uh, you know, and why wouldn't you? Like, if there's nothing that's rooted you now to Melbourne, why wouldn't you go to where you want to be? Mm. It's, it's great. And, and why wouldn't you want to be, you know, somewhere else in Australia? And I think if there's one, you know, one of the biggest um, insights that people have when they join us in Ikaria is the importance of community. And we talk about it and everyone talks. With any health condition, you can pretty much track community down to part of the cause or lack thereof, you know, like um, – isolation uh, as a as a trigger to uh, mental health, whether it's depression, anxiety, anything related there. Um, yeah. You know, lack of connection as a as a cause of actually um, uh, eating poorly, overeating, um, eating challenges, whatever it is. Um, there's a massive there's something amongst community that allows us almost triggers a better form of ourselves, a better form of behaviour. And for some people, for many people, it was. It was an incredibly challenging year, but for some people, they actually took it as a uh, what's the word a trigger to actually make make a big make a big shift. So, demo, I was doing a bit of googling uh, last okay. night or the night before, and okay. I just wanted to know because I've kept no, um, I've totally taken my eyeballs off COVID numbers and who's dying and how many cases. I just completely just lost interest. All love and respect to those people having challenges with it. But yeah. I Googled who's done COVID the best because I just – everyone's like Australia, best country ever, you rocked it, whatever. <laughs> now, everyone's going to see this differently, but according to one mob, we didn't even make the top five. I thought we would have been wow. gold medal. Now, wow. so Taiwan, according to movehub.com, Taiwan got the gold medal, New Zealand got the silver, Iceland got the bronze, Singapore came in fourth, and Vietnam came in the fifth. Now, they use their own different metrics, you know, cases and deaths and all the rest of it. But all bar Vietnam have a population less than Australia. So Singapore, Iceland, New Zealand, and Taiwan have, have far smaller populations than Victoria. Vietnam is around 96 million. Um, 
But regardless, I think, and we've said this a number of times on this podcast, but I just think it's worth reminding ourselves off, like, how lucky are we, regardless of what we think politically, because we could we could go on for yonks about that, and I think that's a you know that's an equally important conversation. But whilst we are, how lucky are we to live in a country where we have actually done so well? Imagine being an American uh, at a time like this, like living in America, um, and given given that. Um, privilege that we have to be on our shores imagine being australian one of those 30 odd thousand australians waiting to get home um how lucky are we to be in this in this place right now uh do we say thank you enough to ourselves and to others in our daily life in in, from a sense of village-like connection like how good is it to be living where we live and living the life that we live and even last night i just read you know how lucky are we where was i reading it oh Anyway, I was reading a book and it was like, you know, you often we forget the privilege of having food to eat, you know, a blanket over us and a, and a roof over our head. I mean, most people, pretty much every single person watching or listening to this episode has not had to think about that for a very long time and definitely, or maybe even ever, I don't think I've ever had to think about any of those three things. Um, do we do we make um, enough of a song and dance about that from a gratitude perspective? And then, I don't know about you, Damo, but often I feel like the privileged little white boy that is like, okay, if if I have the privilege that I have, um, what what am I doing as a way of behavior to say thank you? I and mean, I look at you and I think, I feel like you say thank you for the opportunities you've had in your life um, just through your behavior. You know, so are we going about our lives in this, um, what's the word, um, self-absorbed, entitled, oh, this isn't good enough and that's not good enough and that's not good enough. Like, do we need to smash our head against the brick wall and go, well, hold on a minute, look at all of these things that are good enough. When did you last go hungry? When did you last go sleepless? I took Maya to Brisbane for a night on Sunday. She counted 10 homeless people. She wouldn't have seen 10 homeless people in her whole life, let alone 10 homeless people in 24 hours. Like, when do we say thank you enough for the surroundings that we live in and what do we do with it? I know I'm beginning to rant now. (laughs) That was the longest question in history, just by the way. Um, that actually went for just under three minutes. So thanks for asking that question, <laughs> Now, I'll just – I'll come back. I, you said so much – you asked so many things in that question, which I really love. I think the first thing to understand is that I think just a, as a matter of course, our society is not as grateful uh, generally as what we could be. We could be. like, And that's just – with things that people do for each other. And I'm saying society because I'm so grateful for all the people that watch us week in, week out, listen to us week in, week out. Um, and I know that most of them, not maybe not all of them, but most of them are grateful that we do this week in, week out um, and that we have this sort of kind of connection. So I also think that um, we could say thank you to a lot more people and show gratitude to a lot more people about the things that they do in their life and for us, not just you and me, but for, you know, each other or our families or our communities, so on and so forth. And there's ways in which we recognize people, but we don't necessarily, um, you know, offer up, you know, slatherings of gratitude. Like we, it just doesn't necessarily come naturally. The next part to that question uh, or the, yeah, to that long question could be um, an answer that might be along the lines of when you're, got what you've got 
that's your baseline. And so that's kind of what you expect. So, you know, if you're lucky enough to be born in our country as a citizen of Australia, then the conditions that we've got are what we've grown up with and that we've built. And so that, you know, then we look at the people that are, are over, you know, the tennis stars that are here in Melbourne cracking the wobblies about um, their accommodation not being great or they've had to go into 14 days of quarantine despite earning $100,000 just to turn up to play a tennis game, just to turn up, they're earning $100,000. Um, and that's all of them. Some people might go, well, you're very privileged. And then I think to myself, well, hang on a second. This is just their set point. This is kind of what it is that they're used to. Um, and so, you know, that, that's kind of, you know, where I'm going to from that. But I also do agree that, yes, we could acknowledge all of the great things that we do have and be more grateful for all the things that we do have. Um, and, you know, great experience for Maya, Maya to see all those people that are homeless. And I think, you know, in taking Jackson around the world, he's also seen those homeless people. And even in Melbourne, you know, you see a lot of homeless people. So it's always good to count your blessings and to see you know, to be aware of the haves and have-nots um, and so on and so forth. But um, it, it comes down to our conditioning. It comes down to, you know, the way in which we've, you know, learned to pay gratitude. I know that you're very strong in that in your family. Like there's, you know, what, what are the three things that you're grateful for each day? And um, and Shona, you know, gave us gave you and I a gratitude rattle when we were in Ikaria. Oh, and we still got it. It's broken it eight and- times, but I still got it. <laughs> the gratitude rattle is unbelievable. You know, we pull that out when we recognize that we're not showing gratitude enough. We pull that out and we shake that up. And, you know, what are the things that we're, you know, we're grateful for? And and so, you know, we could do it better. There's no doubt about it. Mm. Oh, great comments. And thank you for what you said, Dame. I feel really chuffed at this conversation. I think it's a one, so many, so many wonderful things have been discussed, just the importance of loving where you live, knowing the village, the village of, like you said, 100 not out listeners and viewers and uh, we are so grateful to have so much support and uh, like you said, Damo, um, it would feel a little bit hollow uh, as much as you and I would love chatting every week and we'd probably still do it anyway. It's even nicer to be able to interact with our um, incredible community yeah. week in and week out. We're on the verge of yeah. eight years together. 100 not out, cannot wait uh, to celebrate that milestone. Uh, this mm. has been a joy to record with you, Damo. Thank you for your Thank wisdom you as always. You Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thanks for bringing the topic up. I think it's a great one, really great topic. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the next topic, which I came up with. The next topic, all you're doing, uh, we're going to discuss reinvention. It is one of the great points of resistance for people as they get older, but perhaps one of the most necessary conversations you can have with yourself and others. So mm-hmm. get ready for that on the next edition of 100 Not Out. For more info on Damo, folks, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.